from the Good Shepherd Auditorium in Inwood, New York City. Welcome to Inwood Artworks On Air. It's where I meet the musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, and artists of all stripes that make their home what we affectionately call Upstate Manhattan. I'm your host, Aaron Sims, and this is Live and Local. It's our podcast dedicated to showcasing the musicians of Upper Manhattan. We talk to them about what they do, and best of all, listen to them perform live in one of our favorite local venues. Today, we are so excited to speak with Ruth Cunningham. Ruth is a sound healing practitioner and was a founding member of the group Anonymous Four. She specializes in early music performance as well as improvisational sacred music from varied spiritual traditions in both liturgical and concert settings. She works with individuals and groups on using the voice and music for healing and creating a spiritual practice using sound. With Anonymous Four, Ruth performed in concerts and festivals throughout the United States, Europe, and the Far East and made 13 recordings. Ruth's own CD releases are Light and Shadow, Chants, Prayers, and Improvisations, and Harp Modes, Journey for Voice and Harp. She has released two CDs of multi-faith chants with with colleague Anna Hernandez, Blessed by Light, and Hark, Inside Chants. She was a member of the core faculty for the Chartres Academy Wisdom School that meets in Chartres, France each summer. And she has also performed and recorded Renaissance music with Pomerium and has sung in a number of professional choirs in New York City. We are thrilled to have her here today and perform live for you. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy Ruth Cunningham. So I'm going to start with just a free improvisation. It's the way I like to work a lot. I work as a sound healer. And so often I'll just start playing and I work with different groups and people, but today I'm just gonna create a little piece improvised for the moment.
and do something else, but I think I'm going to now play. Um, my sister is a wonderful writer and poet, and this is one of her poems, which I have set to music. Um, Ecstasy takes time, and I will read it for you uh, so you get all the words. Ecstasy takes time, even if it lasts moments. You have to slow down so ecstasy can find you. The way the light finds each plant in the sweep of the day, or the tide finds its secret way between dark rocks. Stand still in the wood, on the shore, in your life. Ecstasy will come, touch you, find you, leave you changed. Another poem of my sister's called What If. I also play the flutes. I've been playing flutes all my life, so it's always fun to add them to the mix. What if my mind is the crown of 
a tree, and God is a wind raging there. What if? What if? What if my soul is a deep root? And God is my dark food and drink. What if? What if? Well, Ruth. Thank you so much for being here. It's wonderful to have you here. I feel like you're one of our local Inwood Revered musician performers, and uh, <laughs> it's been a long time coming, so thanks so much for being on the show today. Oh, I'm delighted to be here. On this very hot day, I would say. It's Ruth and I are hot. sweltering. It is, it is, for the record, July uh, 9th, but it feels like July 900 degrees. Yeah. Um, but so big troopers for being out today and doing this. Uh, so wonderful selection of pieces uh, you shared with us. Um, and, uh, you know, you've had such a storied career as a musician. And, um, you know, notably, I mentioned uh, in, your, in your short bio with Anonymous 4. Um, and, uh, and, of course, you have a, a breadth of career as a solo musician and other various ensembles. Uh, how how blessed are you to have this great have have this great career? <laughs> it's been it's been very interesting. I started as a as an instrumentalist in school, uh, in conservatory, and then when I moved to New York, I little voice and flute. The I play a little bit of flute earlier in that in there, but um, I was a baroque flutist and a recorder player. I mean, the long story is I was a Baroque flutist and a recorder player first, always a singer, though, always a church musician. So when Anonymous 4 happened, I just, uh, it was, oh, I love this, you know. So I got mm -hmm. to be part of that group, and that was pretty wonderful. And where did that phone call come out of nowhere, or what? Uh, no, everybody knows everybody yeah, in the early music world yeah. of New York. Yeah. So we all knew each other. I knew of them. They knew of me, and... Uh, I, um, I was one of the founding members that was very, very early on uh, that they asked me. And so, and I thought, oh, this is great. And so we spent five, really, at least five years just really honing what we did. Yeah. Rehearsing, rehearsing, rehearsing. And then we got the recording contract. We sent a cassette to Harmonia Mundi. And they liked it. But it was like back in the day, we sent the cassette. And, just like uh, a cold, cold call, right? Yeah, well, yeah, they might have heard of us a little bit, but they sent the cassette, and the person, and Robina Young heard it and thought, hmm, this is good. So they took the chance on us, and we ended up being top Billboard artists for, for a little while and, and uh, did about 90 concerts a year. Um, and then I actually left the group about 10 years in to study music and healing, which is the other thing that I do. So, um, and then I rejoined it after nine years of studying, doing a lot of work and starting to do all of the improvisational things that I did. Uh, one of the people left and so they said, oh, you know, and I knew how to do it. So I came back and then said, oh, let's, let's keep doing this. So we did it for another almost 10 years. Wow. So I had a little anonymous for break where I studied music and healing. 
Wow, it just absolutely. Were, were you always called to um, early music? Uh, yeah, I started early because I played the recorder mm -hmm. and the flute um, when I was about 12. I started doing that and I got serious about it. Uh, yeah, my voice is more suited for the early music. It's not really an opera voice. So I love that. I also love contemporary music, some of it that's, that's uh, tonal. Um, I'm not so good at the other things, but, um, but I've done all sorts of repertoire in church choirs. So from beginning to late to howls to all the, all the stuff. And I really love you know, all that repertoire as well. I've always been a church musician. That's actually been a regular thing in my life. Yeah, I was just thinking too about um, with all that, it's like, and also the, the improvisation stuff. And, and, you, and then as I mentioned earlier, your, your Light and Shadow um, album, which is also a program that you've done in concert. Yeah. Um, it, and like I said, it's available on CD, folks, if you want to get it. Um, it it's, in it's, iTunes, yeah. In iTunes. <laughs> it's, it's based largely on improvisational sacred music from varied spiritual traditions. Yeah. Um, and these includes texts, include like medieval Latin, um, Marian text, mm -hmm. uh, the Sanskrit text, prayers and poems, uh, by, including well, your sister, which yes, you, which you just did. Yes, number by my sister, about yeah. six on um, there. So yeah. what, what, what do you look for in um, a text that calls you to activate it through song? Um. Well, I mean, I, I'm definitely very, I, I like, you know, as you can tell from the improv and all the I, meditational music is of interest to me and prayers are always, you know, wonderful to set prayers, yeah. um, both in Latin and English. So, yeah, I mean, I just look for texts, poems that I like, and then what I'll do, the way, the process that I use to create a couple of the, I think all of the poems that I did, was that I'll sit with them and sing them every day. One day it'll be like this, the next day it'll be something else. And, and finally what happens is a, a tune basically settles. Mm. And so I come to the poems by just sitting with them and improvising each day, each day, each day, and then it becomes a piece. There are certain of the poems that I'll always do different, but mostly they kind of, after a while, they just kind of settle in. The harp parts are always different, though, because I'm an improviser on the harp. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing on the harp. I just, oh, okay. No. And people come to you going, like, that's amazing. Can you do it again? You're like, no. No. <laughs> no, people will often say, I loved that piece you played for communion. And it's like, hmm. <laughs> I don't know anything about it, you know, and, and I often, one of the things that I started doing, which is really fun, um, at uh, St. Mary the Virgin, I began this practice of, uh, they do the Latin propers there, which is, you know, they're written in Gregorian chant, but uh, the organists, organists always get to improvise, and why not vocalists? Right. So I said, well, can we just improvise this together? And so we picked basically what it was, we'd pick a mode and go. Yeah. And I just love doing that. And that was a new thing that I started doing, and it's just stuck with me. It's and it's really... great to have people who can play with you. Yeah. And, and she, he would, you know, he said, well, I hope you didn't think I was disappearing. I said, no, you were being the incense going up. I said, yeah, I get it. You know, so we'd just play with the different texts and, and have a, uh, you know, they were in Latin, but we'd sort of check out what they were. It said, hmm, this would be good in the Lydian mode or this will be good in the Phrygian mode, you know, and off we go. <laughs> That's that's so impressive. That's so <laughs> impressive. Um, I mean, you are the definition of a true. I mean, you the flute, the recorder, piano, uh, harp. I mean, you're a definition of a true Renaissance musician. Yeah, I, feel. I like I like playing mostly though. The harp and the piano are all 
improvisatory. Wow. Um, whereas I, of course, I sight read, you know, sight read singing and flute. I was a Baroque flutist, so hours of playing box sonatas. Uh, but for the piano and the harp, it's all just what comes in. Interesting. Um, you're making me think about because you, you said earlier about everyone kind of knows each other in the music, in the early music world, mm-hmm. or something like that. And, um, you know, as an expert, I'll call you in the field and honoring um, generational texts and cultures and spirituality. Do you feel there's a growing or decreasing interest amongst the people coming out of the conservatories and um, and musicians generally in performing um, and doing the Im- doing improv uh, and, and, and and applying themselves, you know, how they do it is up to them, of course. Everyone's their own way of and their own instrument, um, but approaching the interest in these in this way of, of performing for people and interpreting text. What I mean, there's not you know conservatories, not so much. Yeah. But I, I mean, I worked a lot with Rhiannon, who's just a fabulous um, improviser, and she's the one that allowed me to add. You know, I just started adding like personal language, you know, you know, onto onto the melody. Um, and she also would improvise on the spot poems and texts. I generally will take a text and improvise with it. But mm-hmm. yeah, she taught me a lot about that. And I don't think conservatories often don't go to the place of why is this, you know, why am I performing? You know, what's yeah. going on? I mean, because, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get to what, I, what I'm trying to answer here. Um, uh, improvisation in the way I do it isn't really part of it. Yeah. But they would, when they're allowed to, often I've worked with a few um, conservatory-trained musicians and gave them permission. And it's always really amazing to see what happens. Well, I think that's kind of, thank you for answering the question because that's kind of the idea. I feel like there's, um, you know, the leading in towards the music and, and giving people permission to be free. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's quite liberating. And also music is so, sometimes, you know, people forget how powerful music is and how healing it is. Yeah. And that's why I got into music and healing was... You know, because people would tell me these experiences they had with Anonymous Four, mm-hmm. and I would, you know, I want. I realized part part of the reason why I left is I realized I wanted to find out about this directly and find out what that was, and and people you know would tell me we did this. You know, I I, I had a baby to your music. You <laughs> know, when my brother died, I played your music and. And you know, I saw the Blessed Mother standing behind you. It's like, oh, you know, okay, you know, this is this is something going on here. Yeah. And I knew there was. I'd always been a meditator, and I knew how powerful what music did. And it's always that's always been of interest. And people in conservatories, they often forget, you know, what you know when you have an amazing performance. What happens? What happens to your heart? What happens to the audience? And sometimes they lose that connection in learning just the nuts and bolts of playing but wow when that's in there when that's there it's so powerful yeah if there's an underlying thread to your work I I feel that it's about you know serving 
uh, an, a serving of and it's connection to one spirituality. Yeah, uh, I feel yeah. that. Well, I'm glad you affirmed that for me. Yeah. And, uh, and and you know, and so I do want to touch a bit on that what you said about. Um, your work as a sound healing practitioner, mm-hmm. which is a term maybe not people know what that means. Um, I find it fascinating, pretty self-explanatory, but um, could you just share how one uses a voice as a tool to, for transformation, for healing, and connection to one's spirit? It seems like a natural thing, but I think it'd be just nice to touch on. Yeah, I think there's so many people that have so many methods, yeah. and Many people think their method is the only method. I mean, that's all that happens. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, just your voice. I mean, I teach people just to use their voice, humming, toning, taking like a bit of a poem or a text and allowing themselves to set that and then take that with them. That's the kind of thing I like to teach. Um, and just using humming is an amazing practice. It's very meditative as well. Just it's very meditative. I mean, people who think they can't meditate, if they hum for five minutes, their mind has settled down and they're actually in that space of meditation and prayer. But they think they can't, that, you know, because they've, when you hum, you're in touch with your breath. Mm-hmm. And when you come to the end of the breath, you have to take in that breath. And then you're vibrating yourself. So it's really a powerful practice. Just yeah. humming, toning, all of it is. And so I teach that. I teach singing from that point of view also, mm-hmm. you know, that I sort of teach singing from the inside out. Well, I think that's, well, as someone who has a long history of performance and singing and speaking and classical language, which is a version of music. Yeah. Um, you know, it you, is. The, the, the best work comes from a, po- from a place of relaxation, mm-hmm. uh, whatever, physically, spiritually, emotionally, all, all across right. the board. It, the more relaxed you are, the more you're open to receive what's happening to you. And to receive what's coming in sometimes, what comes through. Because yeah. I, yeah, I, I also studied uh, Reiki, mm-hmm. which is really about energy coming sure. through. And I sort of added that to my singing because it's like, it's what, yeah, it's it's not really channeling, but some people get think it's that. But it's definitely listening. It's very much listening. Well, as as longtime residents of Inwood, we both know how healing our natural oh, surroundings are so in this neighborhood. And uh, I will say, I'll vouch for you because I can. I know I can speak for you. You can speak for yourself now. I'm vouching myself as well. Just to listen mm. to this neighborhood and to listen to. Um, you know, I think those who we have an international audience, we have a national audience, we have a local audience, and I think our listening base would be curious to know if the neighborhood has inspired and made its way into your work. And 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 you know, I, there's there's I think there's so many ways you can approach it. Like, you know, of course, it was a salve during the pandemic, mm-hmm. I think as well. But the uh, woods, but, but just generally the woods we're talking about, and and, I, and you have a flute nearby. I know you can pull out any minute to to, to play. I would go play up in the woods. Yeah. I would go sing in the woods. Yeah. I would go and listen to the wood thrushes, which are up there right now. They're almost not, I think they might almost be gone, but they're still up there. So the birds, I love the birds. And there are a lot of birders up here. Oh, it's amazing, yes. And we all, you know, we all sort of, hi, <laughs> we all know each other. And uh, it, but it's just, and I definitely, nature really, informs that's why I did a number of my more of my sister's poems today than I might have just because she also is just in tune with the natural world and how it affects us and how it opens us 
And we're so lucky to have those woods, I tell you. Well, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and the uh, birds and the egrets and the herons and all of it. And I'm and the also owls. A, <laughs> owls. owls. Yes, I've seen, I have pictures of the owls. I'm also an amateur photographer, so photography is kind of a meditation for me as well. Well, I'm curious with all the, with all this inf- information coming at you on a daily basis. Um, what are you working on right now? I just want to check in with you to see what your interests are now. Because, like I said, you've you have your church gigs, you have mm-hmm. your own personal gigs. Of course, you have concert stuff you've done from your recordings. And so, I'm just curious where you are now. Checking in with you, and here we are in 2023 mm-hmm. uh, with your natural surroundings. Where are you, and what's and what's channeling through you right now? I'm just, I have to start working on a, I want to start working on a new, a new program. Um, but I, I, you know, I love to create, you know, programs. <laughs> so, and I, I did one, I've done a couple in the neighborhood at, mm-hmm. down at Holy Trinity. And Mother Cabrini as well. And believe, Mother Cabrini yeah. as well. So, you know, I'll dream up the next program. I'm also um, hoping to start a few, do a couple workshops on using the voice. I'm be doing one down at Holy Trinity in the fall. Okay. Um, using humming and toning, just, you know, a workshop. Mm-hmm. So I sort of have to think about that sort of thing, those sort of things. And I have a couple of people I collaborate with for retreats. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be talking about maybe some new retreats. But mostly I just like to play. Well, <laughs> I play. Nothing wrong with that. I sing. I, you know, I go in the woods. I sing. And I... Uh, I'm doing a bit of Sanskrit chanting right now. I st- took a course, and I've been doing San- I, Sanskrit chanting as part of another piece of things that I've done. So yeah. I'm doing quite a bit of that right now to sort of settle me in and bring me into whatever the next phase is. There's, I feel like I'm in transition right now. Okay. Well, while you're in transition, let's listen to two more pieces Okay. Uh, to take us out. All right. Once again, Ruth Cunningham. This is another poem by my sister Elizabeth Cunningham. It's called Heart After the Lord's Prayer. O broken heart, here in this broken world, your truth be told, your healing be one with the healing of this earth that is our heaven. O broken heart, in you we have everything we need. We forgive ourselves and everyone else In your daring, we are safe. For you are our strength and our grace and our home, now and beyond time. strength. 
our grace and our home now and beyond time for you are our strength and our grace and our home now and beyond time now and beyond time another poem by my sister called Healing Song. At your feet the earth, in your womb the sea, in your belly the fire, at your center the sun, in your heart the flower, in your throat the sky, on your brow the moon, at your crown the star, in your hands the earth. Well, Ruth, Thank you again so much for being here and taking the time to share your ta your talent with us here. Um, uh, for those who would like to find out more about your your work, classes, concerts, all the above, um, where could we go to send them to? Well, I am I am on Facebook. Uh, if you look up Ruth Cunningham, and that's probably where I I post most about the new okay. uh, classes, etc., and concerts. But I also have a website. Um, www.ruthcunningham.com and that has links to the um, to the Facebook page and has a link to my YouTube page which has a ton of stuff because during the pandemic I was just creating videos um, <clears throat> so that's that's YouTube page it also has my Instagram where you can see Inwood a million pictures of Inwood. Uh, so go to my web, my website, and you can connect to those things. Awesome. My sister's website is elizabethcunninghamwrites.com. And you heard a lot of her poems today, so we want to yeah. make sure we give Elizabeth a little tip of the cap. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely work. Well, once again, thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you. You bet. You bet. Um, this is Inwood Artworks On Air, live and local, and we are here you know, talking to the musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, and artists of all stripes that make their home here in Upper Manhattan. If you have a moment, please show us some love right now by rating and reviewing this podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really does help. Many thanks to Church of the Good Shepherd here for hosting us and Hidesites.com for uptown promotional support. And you can support On Air and all of our programming making a tax-free donation at inwoodartworks.nyc backslash donate. Be sure to follow us on social media at Inwood Artworks to keep up with all that we do, which includes the Inwood Film Festival, Filmworks Alfresco, live performances, pop-up art galleries, and so much more. 
Inwood Artworks On Air is proud to be supported in part by public funds from the New York City Department of Cultural Affairs in partnership with the City Council. And Inwood Artworks programming is made possible by the New York State Council on the Arts with the support of the Office of the Governor and the New York State Legislature. From the top of Manhattan and the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for tuning in. This is Aaron Sims for Inwood Artworks On Air.